right now. Right here, right now. The show you need now. Right now. Is on now. The people are demanding. The Guillermo Moreno Show. It's a great day for him. It's a great day for... Talk Radio 1550. Everybody. KXEX Fresno. Right here, right now. This is the Guillermo Moreno Show on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You! You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I have the luxury of not knowing what I know. I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Here's Guillermo Moreno. I think I just need to become a politician if I want to be financially secure, have influence, have a lot of friends. I mean, I do have a lot of friends. You you and I are friends. Fresno, talk about just being the pits. Fresno is just a horrible city right now, doing horribly. And I don't blame Fresno. I blame the people in charge, the politicians. It is so bad. It is so bad. Fresno ranks. Now, let me get this straight here. I mean, where is this sat here? And let me let me tell you real quick, my, my opening and my opening monologue, just the crux of, of this first, first half of the show. Fresno is in the pits and will never be a city that's on the rise until we get individuals in City Hall that are not People that are not career politicians. Being a politician now is big money. It's big business. You have influence. You have power. You can make money. You can give money to your friends. You can give money to those who have supported you. This is big business now. The city of Fresno is doing horribly because of the people in charge. Did you know that they're still meeting virtually? Well, they are. Well, technically, they're meeting They're meeting together but they, they, they don't have people going into their city hall meetings. They're, they're, they're protecting you and I from Delta. You can't go to a city hall meeting. You know that? If you live within the city of Fresno, you cannot go and talk to your city council members in person. You're, you're going to have to make an appointment and do a Zoom meeting because they're protecting us. Fresno Unified meets in person, I believe. Selma Unified, Sanger Unified. They all, they all, Clovis, city of Clovis meet in person. The reason why the city of Fresno has so many issues and why it ranks at the bottom of a lot of lists is, is because of the people you have in charge, just flat out. And I'm being extremely kind. Let's get to some facts here. You ready for this? Wallet Hub ranked cities who have basically bounced back from COVID-19. How are cities doing? Like, wouldn't you want to be it? Like, I want to be at the top of this list. I want my city to be at the top of this list. Now, I should offer a disclaimer before I begin every show. I have now moved out of Fresno. I am no longer living in Fresno. 
downtown resident for what eight years, producer? Yeah, about eight years. Downtown Fresno, man. I believed in down. I believe in downtown. I kind of still do. Now when I go down there, I'm like, oh my goodness, does this place always look this bad? Mm. I mean, I love you, Fresno. You know I do. I just I just don't like the people that are in charge of Fresno. All right, let's get to these numbers here. Ready for this? Which cities have bounced back? And we don't care about the other cities. We just care about our own backyard, really. Where does the city of Fresno rank? They ranked 180 cities. 180 cities that have bounced back from the pandemic, specifically with unemployment. These are the metrics that they looked at. Each city's unemployment during the latest month for which data is available from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They looked at the city's change in unemployment, and they also considered each city's overall unemployment. All right, you ready for this? 180 cities. The city of Fresno is not number one because we're not back. We're not, we're not doing great. Where do we rank? We rank at the bottom of the list here. I got to go to page, page six here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ready for this? Fresno, California ranks 164 out of 180. We're doing so bad. We're not in the top 10 cities that have bounced back. We're not in the top 20 of cities that has bounced back. We're not in the top 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120, 30, 40, 50. We are ranked 164. There are 163 cities ahead of us that are doing way better than us post-pandemic. Well, remember the city hall, since they're not meeting and having uh, their meetings in person, think that we're, we're still in the pandemic. Isn't that funny? City Hall, the city of Fresno politicians feel that we're in such a pandemic that they do, don't want to hold meetings in public. And while we have 35,000 fans in a football stadium and we had Michael Bubble, not Michael Buble, you had Michael Buble last night, thousands of fans in the Save Mart Center. One of the city council members had posted he was at the Pitbull concert there with tens of thousands of people. And by tens of thousands, I mean like what, 14,000. So there you go. Fresno ranked 164th unemployment rate at 9%. 9% unemployment. 9%. We rank with we rank as bad as Stockton. Stockton's doing bad at 9 9.8%. Philadelphia 9.6. Miami 6.7. Although I don't know why they're ranked behind us. LA 6.9.7 unemployment. Chicago, we only rank 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 better than Chicago. What's up with the, what is up with Fresno? What is up with this city? Why are our kids, their educational levels are right around those of Detroit? What's wrong with this city? You want, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with this city because I have an inside track. I know a lot of these people. <clears throat> I know a lot of these players. I know a lot of them. They don't like me anymore because of... Um, because of what I do for you. I'm here with you every afternoon. I tell you the truth. The reason why our city is so corrupt is because of the people leading it and because of the power. You know, I don't believe all politicians are corrupt. I believe that once they get into that seat of power, I think things change. You become highly sought. You become a prized possession. You become a kingmaker. There are kingmakers and queenmakers at City Hall. You got King Miguel Arias, King Tyler Maxwell. We'll talk about why he's the king in the fourth district of Fresno. You got Esmeralda Soria, the queen. They're kings and queens. These politicians have gotten paid. What is their salary? About 80000 a year? 
The rumor is Nelson Esparza uh, never even showed up to City Hall during the pandemic. I believe he's got some kind of health issue, but he never showed up. This is why. And let me tell you this. And I haven't even talked about it. I should have, I should have been talking about it the whole time because I, I know the gentleman personally. Great guy. We were actually, uh, fun factoid, uh, we were actually neighbors. Uh, Kyle Kirkland, who is the owner of Club One Casino. Club One Casino that was uh, in downtown. It's card room. Club One Casino. Now it's at Granite Park. Uh, Kyle Kirkland is, is such a, a, a successful, fantastic, honorable businessman. Employs hundreds of people. Club One Casino. We haven't really talked about Tyler Maxwell and his shakedown of Kyle Kirkland's Club One Casino. Club One Casino, essentially. Kyle Kirkland owns it. He played games with Kyle Kirkland, has not allowed his business to operate at full capacity. Could you imagine if the city of Fresno came into your business? And I don't know, let's just say you sell widgets and you have 100 square foot. Just keep, now. Nah, we'll do 200. You have, nah, that's pretty small. You have a, um, a 2,000 square foot. You got 2,000 square foot business and you sell widgets. Imagine if the local city council member named Tyler Maxwell came in and said, you know what, listen, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust your business here. You sell these widgets. I don't know how the neighborhood's going to react to these widgets. Instead of using the whole 200,000 square feet, I'm only going to allow you to use about 1,500. And why don't you come check back in with me? We'll see, we'll, see if, we'll see if you behave. Businesses in Fresno are trying to create jobs. You have Kyle Kirkland, employs hundreds of people. This shakedown, weed, cannabis, Shakedown. You have these, what is it, eight individuals, including the mayor, including the mayor, because the mayor is a part of the city. Just because he's conservative doesn't mean he's, a, he's, he's immune to the facts, nor is he immune to us talking about his record. He's a politician now. He's not the chief of police anymore. He's a political figure. The reason why Fresno is doing so horrible is because politics is business. Politics is money now. And the people you have in there are making money. And they're giving positions to their friends and they're giving favors to their friends with businesses. That's the way, this is the way things get swampy. This is the way it happens. Now, now, heaven forbid you have a conservative in there, a true conservative, like Gary Bredefeld, and heaven forbid he say anything or try to expose this corruption because he's racist, he's white, he's got that white privilege, he's rich, he doesn't care, Oh, and did we mention he's racist? That's what they do to us. That's what they do to you and I. All right, we come back. Derek and David Carr have started a business. I'll tell you about it. We come back here on The Best Talk in Town. This is the Guillermo Moreno Show on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Here's Guillermo Moreno. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the city of Fresno and the corruption that they have because, man, is it a lot of it. It's everywhere. But before we do that, I want to talk about our two favorite Bulldogs. Well, I don't know if they're our favorite. Well, they are. They're, they're definitely in the top of uh, our favorite Bulldogs, of course, right now. Quarterback QB Hayner doing a, a fantastic job. I, I was hearing that they were talking about some, uh, some Heisman uh, possibilities uh, with Fresno State QB Hayner. Uh, congratulations. And again, listen, it's almost almost game day. Who are they playing this weekend? Are they playing Hawaii? Are they playing Hawaii? I don't know. we got to do a whole football thing because uh, the Bulldogs are doing great. My Michigan State Spartans are doing great too. 
I uh, wish those two teams would realize that there's uh, four quarters in football and that they can play the first three. Uh, Bulldogs and my, my Michigan Spartans, you guys can play the first three quarters. It's okay. You can. Why not get ahead? Why not get ahead? That way you're not stressing out your fans. Uh, you're not raising the blood pressure of your fans. And uh, you're, just, you're just helping us out. Just a thought. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no football coach, but, um, you know, everyone always does the Monday morning quarterbacking anyways. All right, let's get to uh, two of our fine Bulldogs. Derek and David Carr have launched their newest corporate venture. All right. CMP Enterprises Incorporated. So it's a brainchild of uh, both Carr brothers. And they're very active in the company, apparently, in the offseason. Playing... Uh, for Derek, obviously, with the Raiders and announcing for David. That's what kind of, they kind of do. This Nevada-based company with the cars serves as a me is a marketing consultant, media producer, and advertising matchmaker. So if you've heard of the deal with Valley Children's, remember the Valley Children's deal and the uh, the naming of the Bulldog Stadium? Well, it looks like the uh, this new company helped help, help kind of make that. Uh, the news of CMP's first deal made local headlines when Fresno State announced it had sold the naming rights for a Bulldog Stadium to Valley Children's Hospital in a 10-year agreement worth $10 million. In 2018, before CMP was formally organized, the Carr brothers used their relationship with both organizations to begin negotiating a deal between the hospital and the college. According to H. Cole, one of the four founding partners of CMP Enterprises, Derek Carr, you know, has long been a spokesperson for Valley Children's Healthcare. And remember, surgeons there saved his son's uh, Dallas's life when he was born with complications. Since then, Derek, the Raiders QB, has done numerous commercials and promotions for the healthcare system. Uh, Derek and I, and this is uh, coming from David, David Carr, Derek and I recognize the value and importance of Valley Children's Healthcare and Fresno State University. Both represent the best of the Central Valley. This partnership will create many wonderful opportunities for Central Valley residents. So it looks like, looks like, looks like yeah, CMP. Of the Carr brothers uh, are in the business, and which is fantastic, I think. Uh, this is, I guess, they're doing, uh, Derek focuses solely on football during the season, leaving CMP largely to Cole. Uh, and David also works as the announcer for the football, National Football League. I didn't know you. David was doing some announcing. Hmm. Uh, documentary following an issue in the sports world is currently in production, said Cole, though they can't disclose the specific topic. Movie production was something new to the four of them. But now that they're eight months into it, they've learned a lot. The project is finally is finally uh, taking filming crews to locations including Chicago, Miami, New York. The hope is to air possibly via streaming services by 2022's football season. There you go. Car Brothers in business and uh, going to hopefully make some money in the offseason. Fantastic. I think it's great. I think they've uh, they've done a, the best out of Fresno. The best out of Fresno. Well, of course, then there's you and there's I, but um, we're, not, we're not QBs. We've never made it to the NFL. A very elite very elite group. All right, let's talk about another elite group, Fresno politicians within City Hall, the shakedowns that they are essentially uh, doing to businesses. And we saw this. This is kind of the new mode for City Hall. If if you watch Fresno politics and you've been looking at the city of Fresno and what happens behind those closed doors, in the last, I would say, what, about two years now, especially during COVID, we've, we've now realized that the city of Fresno and the liberal politicians on the city council have one goal in mind, and that is to bring a progressive agenda to Fresno. Nothing could be more clear. With the shakedown of restaurants during COVID-19, you remember that? 
uh, the landlord. Remember the landlord slumlord law where now there's uh, code enforcement that go to all the good landlords and uh, rarely make it to the bad ones. And then you had, of course, what else here? What else are we thinking? Oh, there's a new one where uh, apparently you're going to have to outlaw smoking in your apartment complexes. That's a new thing by Tyler Maxwell. And then you had, of course, the possibility of kick or not not kickbacks, but of course you have the Fresno developer that is suing Miguel Arias because uh, Miguel Arias, this is alleged from the developer, wanted um, a kickback uh, regarding uh, granting, I think, of uh, a parking lot right there by CVS in downtown Fresno. So you've had that issue, uh, and then you had the Adventure Church issue. Remember that? The shakedown of uh, our Christian, our fellow Christian citizens here with, with respect to the Tower Theater. You had, this is alleged, uh, Miguel Arias says Miranda Soria interfere with that contractual real estate contract, as well as the mayor had weighed in on that. Uh, so the city of Fresno, oh, oh sorry, how can, uh, yeah, they're, you're right, producer, there's more than you have the LGBTQ issue. Remember the LGBTQ issue? Where to raise the flag? Should we raise it here? Should we raise it there? You, you had that issue. The mayor obviously coming in saying, hey, listen, you know what? I At first I was against it, but, you know, all of a sudden I, I, I talked to um, LGBTQ members and I now realize their plight. So let's go ahead and fly that sucker uh, right there at City Hall. So you have that issue there. So City Hall hasn't been quiet. And uh, I also haven't even had a chance to really go into the Im- Office of Immigrant Affairs because, you know, the city of Fresno wants to make sure that Fresno is friendly to immigrants. We want to be a friendly city to immigrants. So there's that whole issue that I have the inside knowledge because I sit on the uh, Immigrant Affairs Committee. I'm the only staunch conservative on that committee uh, doing the work for you. But essentially, th- this is just a quick summary. A cannabis. We haven't even talked about cannabis and how some of the cannabis applicants have felt like City Hall is playing games. They changed the maps. They, so, so listen, this is all coming out of City Hall. Quick summary. The men and women within those halls. And I listen, I, I'm not a politician, obviously. Maybe I should become one because that, that seems like you could just, I, I would be able to secure my future if I became a politician. You know that? I mean, so many people like, yeah, my, yeah, give me. You know, this I'll, I'll donate to your campaign. Don't, don't, don't forget me. And then I get elected, and they come knocking on the door. They want something. That's, listen, that is this is the way politics works. Okay, I don't want you to think that the politician goes out, makes a bunch of promises, and actually, you know, goes through with them. I, I, I hope you don't believe that. It's, busy, it's big business. Look at the Obamas. Look at the Clintons. Look at the Bidens. Long gone are the days when the politician gets in there. And they're there to actually serve you and I. There's only one guy, really, that I know in City Hall that still does that, and that's, that's Gary Bredefeld. I mean, Gary Bredefeld, he, he doesn't have a dog in any fight. Gary Bredefeld, and, and you know this because it, here's the other thing that a lot of people just don't, don't factor in. A lot of these politicians, uh, they're, 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 pretty, um, uh, they're pretty outspoken on social media. And if they're not, if they're not outspoken necessarily, the people that they, um, they're – they do these backroom deals with are definitely outspoken. We got a problem in the city. And that is the city of Fresno and City Hall is swampier than D.C. are running a tight race. And one of those things, I want to get back to the story here because um, it's 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 really just, and well, I don't even know what to start with this one or the, ah, gosh, I don't know, there's so much. All right, let's start with this one here. So this, to prove to you just how swampy City Hall is, they they currently are not holding public meetings, city hall, city council. Uh, they are not doing it because of COVID-19 Delta. Now, I know you and I and the majority of Fresnans are, are back to uh, back to reality and, and back to normal. Uh, 
because we're not going to let the Delta variant dominate our lives. And I know I say that with uh, with authority because I was with 35,000 other screaming fans last Friday at Bulldog Stadium, and it didn't look like uh, very many of us were worried about Delta. What we were worried about was the defense of the Fresno State. But anyhow, I'm not going to talk. We talked about football earlier. Let's not do it right now. But it looks like the city of Fresno uh, doesn't want to see you. Yeah, city, city of Fresno, the politicians, the mayor, Mayor Jerry Dyer, and, and this is, look, look, I, I don't want to talk, I, I'm not talking bad on anyone. I'm just giving you the facts. They don't want to see you, okay? Mayor Jerry Dyer, Fresno City Council President Luis Chavez, Esmeralda Soria, Miguel Arias, Tyler Maxwell, uh, Gary Bradfeld too. I love the guy, but I mean, you're not speaking out about this. And I think he has actually. I shouldn't, I shouldn't throw him under the bus. I, I think he does want to meet. I think he, oh, he does actually. I apologize, yeah. Uh, but everyone except Gary Bradfeld. So I believe David Taub, yeah, David Taub, senior reporter for GV Wire, does a great job uh, reporting on this. Uh, the most recent shutdown, city of Fresno has been shut down from public meetings, which means you can't go petition your government. You can't do any. Oh, Guillermo, you can call the you can call the one eight hundred number. Go to the Go Fresno app. You can tell your city. No, listen. Let's be real here. Let's let, let's let's be real with everyone. You can't go. Talk to your city council person or talk to your mayor in person. It's not going to happen. You can, you can schedule a Zoom, I guess. But a lot of the city business is done behind closed doors. Literally. I mean, you can't go in. The most recent shutdown came August 19th with the public agenda again banned from the chambers, even though the entire council and staff meet to conduct the people's business. The city said it closed meetings to the public in the name of COVID-19 safety particularly with the rise of the Delta variant. Now, I normally don't agree with the uh, ACLU, but it looks like the ACLU has something to say about this. If the city of Fresno council members can meet in person, then the public school also, then the, sorry, the public school, then the public should also be able to participate and provide public comment in person. That's from Angelica Salceda from the ACLU. The policy does not only violate the city's own emergency order, but the ACLU says it could violate the Brown Act as well. City officials have repeatedly said that closing meetings to the public while the council meets in person complies with the state open meeting laws. But the ACLU says, nah, I highly doubt it. You don't know the other thing. Have you been to City Hall in Fresno? That big old dais? Uh, there is a huge barrier that's more than six feet. You can't, you can't, listen, if you wanted to, now I don't, I don't do this. I mean, I'm not saying do this, you know, but conservatives always get, their words always get taken out of context. You could spit from the podium in city hall in front of the dais and your spit won't reach a council member. You're drop. I'm, I'm not spitting in the studio. It's too expensive in here. But I'll try it outside. I'll see how far I could spit. No, that's a no, no, no. I remember I used to have those contests when you were little. <laughs> little <laughs> those contests. But you couldn't. What are you talking? No, Guillermo. They're protecting us from each. Oh, my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Again, city council knows. Well, they're protecting me and my health from COVID-19. You know why they don't want the public there? You know why politicians in Fresno City Hall don't want the public at their meetings? Because they don't want the public looking at what they are doing. Don't forget. Don't forget there is an FBI ongoing investigation into City Hall. Now, again, see how much I love. I, mean, I, I, I tell you so much. I love you guys so much. Uh, my sources are telling me that 
early October, which is uh, what in <laughs> T minus a couple couple days, we may be hearing something more about these investigations. So, I don't think it's coinciding that that investigation is going on and no one is pretty much allowed in the building. I, I may listen. I might be off, but. You know who is meeting? Now, just to give you some facts here, David Top does a, a great job. Uh, the Fresno County Board of Supervisors is meeting in person. Clovis Unified School District is meeting in person. Clovis City Council has been meeting since, I believe, May, right? School boards for Central Unified, Fresno Unified, switched to remote meetings before resuming in-person meetings. In October of 2020, last year. Don't forget, last week, Bulldog Stadium, Fresno State football game, drew 35,000 fans. Pitbull concert drew another. Oh, yeah. This is the Guillermo Moreno Show on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Here's Guillermo Moreno. Yeah, say it ain't so. Why don't they want to talk to us? Listen, mayor, city council members on the dais, president city council. It's okay. We just want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Why is it that politicians, once they become, you know, elected into office, they believe that they know uh, pretty much everything and that they don't need to, to have public input? All right, let's get back to uh, Fresno and City Hall not wanting to have their meetings open to the public because of COVID-19. The ACLU says, hey, listen, um, that might be a little illegal. City Council President Luis Chavez says, says this. He is the one that's responsible for setting council policy. This is what he said per our city attorney. We are compliant with state law and public accessibility requirements. I support the decision and will err on the side of caution during this surge. After, is there still a surge? Officially, can, can you say that? We're surging, we're surging. After COVID-19 numbers come down, I will reopen the council chambers and use health guidelines like I did before. According to David Taub with GV Wire, the decision to close other council members told GV Wire was set by Chavez and the city manager, Thomas Esqueda. Now, I want you to know that the city manager is appointed by the mayor. So the decision pretty much has the mayor's blessing uh, with it as well to not have you, uh, you and I uh, there. Tyler Maxwell says this decision, President City Council member Tyler Maxwell, I think District what, four, I think it is. This the uh, – <sighs> What is that place called? Ah, it was, ah yeah, uh, Granite Park. There you go, the Granite Park area right there by Ashlandish. That area, the 168. That's all District 4. Uh, he says this about City Hall chambers being closed to the public. This was a decision that was made by the administration, which is Jerry Dyer, uh, and with maybe input from the council president, but it was not a conversation, uh, as you've probably seen, that's happened on the dais. <sighs> basic thing in a republic that's pretty essential to
to governing is you having the ability to attend public meetings and do attend things that matter in uh, your own city. This is why I've told conservatives and I continue to tell conservatives and I continue to tell everybody that's politically active. Listen, you can go ahead and tweet something snarky, something brilliant. And, and there are some brilliant tweets, trust me. And you can do all of that. But where we're going to win this, conservatives, where Republicans are going to win this, is going to be keeping an eye on local government. All politics is local. Politics begins at the local level. This, this should worry you. The chambers of the city of Fresno not being open uh, is a problem. It's a big problem for you. It's a big problem for me. It's a big problem for the city. Case in point here. Go back to my friend uh, Kyle Kirkland. Kyle Kirkland, the owner of Club One Casino. Of course, you know he was downtown. He was in downtown Fresno. Uh, we happen to be neighbors for a couple years. Great guy. A successful business owner. Club One Casino employed hundreds of people. Club One Casino was located right there on Van Ness. If you remember the old Radisson, what is it, the, the Double Tree now? I believe it's the Double Tree right across the way. Uh, he had a business in the most undesirable location in the city of Fresno. He wanted Club One to be expanded. And if you ever went into the old Club One location in downtown Fresno, it, on the weekends, it was packed. I mean, people would come all the way from Los Panos. I had a couple, yeah, tra- I mean, they'd come from all over. And then there was a while there when the tour buses uh, back pre pre COVID, when the tour buses from uh, a from the Asian tours that you know would bring people from China from Japan, they would actually on their way from L A on the way to Northern California, they'd actually stop right there. They would literally stop there at the Radisson. They'd stay the night there in downtown Fresno, and you know a lot of them went into the card room. Kyle Kirkland, he made this business thrive. In the worst part of the city, he wanted to expand because when businesses do well, what happens naturally? Well, they get bigger, they're more successful, they hire more people, good things happen. The left wants you to believe that when businesses get bigger and they expand, it's because they're taking advantage of the little guy and they hate consumers and they're just they're just mean, rich people. That's what the left wants you to believe. They want you to believe that success, business success and wealth is a negative thing, while when they have wealth and they're able to do it, it's just, I mean, listen, that's uh, they're doing it for all the right reasons. So my good friend Kyle Kirkland wanted to expand. Uh, he wanted to expand in another really bad part of downtown, and uh, that fell through. Had an opportunity to go over there to um, Granite Park. I believe it's Granite Park, right? The name I always uh, always eludes me. Had an opportunity to go there, and, 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 and he's there. However, it has not been without... Uh, without any grumbling. Now, this opinion piece by Bill McEwen is so well-written from GV Wire. I mean, this is the best piece of, and it's opinion. This is his opinion. I want to be very clear because you know here I give you facts. I don't give you fake news. I give you facts and I give you my opinion. I'm not a liberal. This isn't a liberal afternoon show. If you want a liberal afternoon show, there is one now. It's not on this station, but you could find it on uh, on another talk station. This is not a liberal. Four to seven here is not liberal talk, okay? So I give you the truth, and I give you facts, and I try to convince you that my opinion is right. Now, this is also an opinion piece by Bill, by Bill McEwen, GV Wire. The, so, the sorry saga of job killer Tyler Maxwell's treatment of Club One Casino. 
Now, listen to this. Based on the precedent, Fresno City Councilman Tyler Job Killer Maxwell. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, set with Club One Casino, cannabis businesses in District Four should do extensive community outreach before opening their doors. They'll also have to operate initially at sixty percent of their planned space. Can you imagine? Business wants to open up. City council member says, "Hey, listen, listen up, buddy. Here, I, you know your business. You're gonna bring. It's a car room. It's a casino. You're gonna bring a lot of undesirable people." Uh, we're going to need you to open up at 60% capacity, not a hundred percent capacity. You prove that you, that you act well and you don't disrupt the neighborhood. We'll let you stay. Let me tell you this. First off, have you been, have you even been to Granite Park? I hope he has. I hope, and I'll take, and these are Bill McEwen's words. I hope Fresno city councilman, Tyler job killer Maxwell has actually visited Granite Park because which what neighborhood is near there? You got the you got the highway. You got 168 behind it. Uh, to the north of it, you have another shopping center. To the south of it, uh, you have the Arco. You have that little veterinary veterinarian thing, and then on the, you li- and then after that, you have a neighborhood. You have a neighborhood to the west, and you have a neighborhood to the south. I'm not even going to say you have a neighborhood to the north because there's no way got a canal embankment there you got the Vallarta right there for for a city council member to say oh man you know what I don't know we got to see how the neighbors Th- these people are in, a, in an isolated commercial center what in the heck is he they're not in a they're not smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood this is just, it, this is a shakedown this is a politician Tyler Mac now, now I'm using Bill McEwen from GV Wire's words this is Fresno City Council member Tyler job killer Maxwell this is his, his, his kiss the ring moment. I'm king. You're gonna, you're gonna do what I say. Listen, politics is. What did I tell you at the very beginning? Politics is business, baby. Just like Ilhan Omar from the Jihad Squad said last year, and she, and she, she said this with reference to uh, Israel. Show me the Benjamins, baby. Right? Show me the Benjamins. I, I doubt Club One uh, donated to his um, campaign, which is my, my, why he might be doing it. It's not because of neighborhood traffic. I lived right across, li- well, I, I lived, you know, 11 stories up, but I lived pretty much right next to Club One when it was there for many, many years. I felt safer in downtown. It's like, oh, look, I'm not the only one here. Oh, thank God. Uh, I'm not going to get mugged or shot. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I don't go gamble, do whatever you want. Good to see you here. Good to see people, right? It's downtown Fresno, not a ghost town. All right, let's get back to uh, Bill McEwen. Uh, his article here is well, well written. Uh, then, if they stay out of trouble, this is Club One Casino. If Club One Casino stays out of trouble for 90 days, they don't generate calls for police services or create too much traffic. Tyler Maxwell will allow these business owners to kiss his ring and beg to expand. Sounds preposterous, I know. But that's what went down when Club One owner Kyle Kirkland asked the city council to approve the downtown card room's move to Granite Park. Normally, a columnist's job is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. You know what? I listen, man. I haven't read one-liners, good one-liners come out of come out of any publication here in a long time. This is this is pure gold from Bill McEwen here. Normally, a columnist's job is to comfort the afflicted. And afflict the comfortable. 
But in this case, the treatment of Club One Casino's owner, Kyle Kirkland, and his employees received from a city council majority, which deferred to Maxwell's position, was so egregious, it demands sticking up for a highly successful businessman. I get why Maxwell required Club One to talk to neighbors around Granite Park. You say card room, and people scream, not in my backyard. Maxwell's request was personally reasonable. However, however, Kirkland did that to the point of committing to community sessions four times a year going forward. In addition, he said he would help set up local churches, start a program for those with gambling addictions. I'm running out of time again, and I'm not going to miss it this time, producer. Let me tell you what. Your city government, if you live within the city of Fresno, doing a horrible job. They shake down businesses. They are ranked 164 out of 180 in bouncing back from the pandemic. If Fresno is not successful, that's because it starts with the people in City Hall. I'm just giving you the facts. I'm backing it up with data, and that's real life. I'll be right back. This is the Guillermo Moreno Show on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Here's Guillermo Moreno. All right. Last segment of the hour. I try to bring you audio clips that I know you want to hear. The most important audio from today. And I think this is probably the biggest audio piece of the day. General Milley telling us, and it's something we knew, the Taliban never broke its affiliation with Al-Qaeda. All right, here we go. General Milley. The Taliban meeting certain conditions which would lead to a political agreement between the Taliban and the government of Afghanistan. There were seven conditions applicable to the Taliban and eight to the United States. While the Taliban did not attack the United States forces, which was one of the conditions, it failed to fully honor any other condition under the Doha Agreement. And perhaps- now, let me be clear. Like Obama. Well, let me be clear. The conditions were set up by the Trump administration. When you negotiate, so when you do a, when you make a contract with someone, obviously there's uh, oh look at that. When you make a contract with someone, there's obviously you have consideration, you have acceptance, you have there's there's terms of a contract. That better be the president calling me, right? It's so important. You you have essentially three things to make a contract. You have offer, acceptance, consideration. If any of those contractual terms or if any of or if any of the terms in a contract are broken, then hey, that's it. It's over. Game over. The Taliban broke their contract. They broke their, their they broke their agreement. Joe Biden decided to come in and say, "Well, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and continue this contract." General Mark Milley saying, "Hey, listen, uh, you know there was there seven conditions, we had eight, uh, but listen to this. Perhaps most importantly for the United States national security, the Taliban has never renounced their linkages with al-Qaeda or broke their affiliation with them. We, the United States, adhered to every condition. In the fall of 2020, my analysis then was that an accelerated withdrawal without meeting specific and necessary conditions risks losing the substantial gains made in Afghanistan. 
would potentially damage U.S. worldwide credibility and could precipitate a general collapse of the Afghan security forces and the Afghan government, resulting in a complete Taliban takeover or general civil war. That analysis was a year ago. Based on my advice and the advice of the commanders at the time, then Secretary of Defense Esper submitted a memorandum. On so the most important thing is the Taliban never broke its affiliation with al-Qaeda. This is why this pullout was just so disastrous from the start. That's a problem. Because then they were able to pretty much work together, come in. The government fell right away. It's sad that we're, it doesn't matter. You want me to, it doesn't matter. This hearing that they did in the House and they did in the Senate yesterday, it doesn't matter. This was already, the damage has already been done. You know the saying, you can't unring a bell? You can't unring a bell. The damage is done. You can, you can come here and say, oh, I told the president, I told the president, I told the president. Damage is over. And you know why it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter because, and only because, nothing is going to happen. No one's going to be held accountable in the Biden administration. So I, that, that's what really frustrates me. You see Republicans, I mean, just going at, like, hey, listen, listen. What did you, when, what did you tell the president? When did you tell the president? What, did the president hear you? Did he understand you? Are you sure you told the president? Hey, listen, nobody cares. He's not going to be held accountable. It's like a game over. We're stuck with this guy for three years. All right, let's get some more audio here before we uh, I run out of time, as I normally do. Here's Whoopi Goldberg talk about how the far left has pretty much sabotaged the Democratic Party with this infrastructure bill and their demands. I think the progressive extremes represent the majority of Americans. Well, they want Medicare expansion. They want child care. They want, uh, you know, the streets so and roads to be fixed up. I don't think that every... That's, that's the, the progressive agenda. That's the progressive agenda. Yeah, I, I they couldn't get elected. In, uh, they couldn't get elected I don't in think state. so. They couldn't yeah. get elected no. in Florida. They couldn't get elected in That's in because Miami. the Republicans have made the progressives the boogeyman. Yeah. When you look at the progressive well, agenda, that's what they want. A no, living we've made way. ourselves the boogeyman. We've made us. We've done this. This particular wound is something we put on ourselves. Progressives have put it on themselves. I, I believe so. How so? Because I feel like when mm. Whoopi, I don't agree with you ever. You tell all those ladies sitting next to you, and we'll won't agree on the next thing you say. I'm sure. You tell them, hey, listen, uh, this was self inflicted. You got some straight up crazies in our party, AOC, the Jihad Squad, and just just to name a few, Bernie Sanders. You come into the party, you say, this is what we want to do. You don't go around and say, well, you're not doing it right and you're not doing it right. It becomes a fight. See, when it becomes, here's how we can do it. Let's sit down and figure out how to do it. And that's not what we're getting. Oh, you think the new guard came, the, the yes. new young ones I, came I, in I, and, yeah, I do. Demanded, yeah, and, and demanded. They've and, got their own nicknames. They run on their own crowd. Like you've got these, a certain reverence to the older people in the party that have been doing this. But, I don't. But that's not the policy. That's personality. Right? Yes. Their well, that's what the, right. the personality is what they're being judged on. Yeah, but not the policy. No, 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 that that is their policy is their personality. They want they want that progressive liberal agenda. They are. But I I, listen, what you see here in this exchange with the ladies from The View is something you're going to see unfold in America over the next three years. The left is going 
to reach a boiling point where they don't agree with themselves. The old guard, as they said here in The View, the the old establishment, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, listen, 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 no, 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 no. You can't be that crazy. America's not ready. And then you have AOC and the Jihad Squad, like, um, well, technically, like, we want free, free everything. Like, why can't we just have free everything? There's going to be a clash. They're going to start throwing each other under the under the boat, under the bus. I don't care what you want to call it. You and I, you sit back, you grab a bag of popcorn, you grab some tea, you sit there, and you just watch it. You watch all this infighting, just like pretty much they're going after each other. That's the problem. Yeah, but if you look at the policy again. Yes, okay. Well, we have to, yes. Go. All right. All right. We'll be right. Uh, we got we, we to gotta go because uh, we, can't be throwing up, we can't be throwing ourselves under the bus here. Uh, all right, let's get, get to commercial, ABC. Get to commercial. Good things are going to happen in this country. And if we can't make them happen, they're, they're going to happen just because the, the left is not going to be able to, to get on with itself. Conservatives, this is the time when you invest your time in local government. You invest your time in your kids. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Here's Guillermo Moreno. All right, I am about to send the left into a craze. As soon as I utter his name, they will just... Hear him, Ben Berkwam. That's right, our very good friend Ben Berkwam. He's not—he's—he doesn't even know I'm talking about him. Now the left can't stand Ben Berkwam. They're afraid of Ben Berkwam. And of course, if you don't know who Ben Berkwam is, he is now a reporter with Real America's Voice. He's doing a fantastic job in many, many markets as a reporter for them. Ben. Has I mean, this guy, Ben, has gotten in front of Bernie Sanders, made him answer some questions. Uh, Eric Swalwell made him answer some questions. But I totally forgot that I got to I got to talk about this and I'm, I'm going to open up this segment. All right, because it kind of matches into what I've been saying this entire today, the today's show. Your politicians are rich. They're flush with cash. They got more money than you and me. That's why you and I. Maybe we just need to become politicians, right? We just need to do it. Okay, so here's Ben Berkwam. This was yesterday. Ben Berkwam caught Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders himself walking between buildings in D.C. Uh, ben is now based out of Arkansas, and he's he's in D.C. quite frequently. So here's Ben Berkwam. Bernie Sanders is right in front of him. And he says, hey, and I'm going to stop it because I got to go back because you, you're not going to be able to hear some of what Bernie says. You'll, you'll hear the most important part at the end of the clip. But here's Ben Berkwam asking him, hey, listen, why do you want to tax the rich? You're the rich. And listen to his exchange with Bernie Sanders, Ben Berkwam and Bernie Sanders. But you are the rich, sorry, sorry. sir. Trying to walk when when you. are you Thank actually going to start oh, taxing water, yourself? Don't yeah, I know. I know. What what are you gonna What are you gonna do when you run out of other people's money? Well, hang on. He's he's the. What are you to me? You're gonna come to me. That's exactly right. Looking at you, you look like a man who has several trillions. We'll get it from you. Well, that's the problem. What do we do when we run out of the money? Thank you, No socialism. So I want to be very clear here. 
And I had a conversation. I believe was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. So yesterday I was on with Alan Autry, twelve to one. Alan Autry, Bubba, I love Alan. I was on with him, and we got a call from DC. We got a call from Eric Rosales, who I believe is with OAN, and he was reporting on the infrastructure and where they're going to get the money for this thing. Right? They're going to get it from the rich. They're going to get it from the rich. The rich people are going to pay for everything. And Eric was saying, "Listen, there's not enough. The rich people don't have enough. Well, they got money." They can't get it all from the rich people. They're going to come and get it from other people. Now, this is, and I'll be honest with you, I often have a hard time explaining, hey, listen, they're not, they have to get the money from other people. The, the rich people don't have enough to sustain what the left wants. Imagine that, not even, you couldn't even get it from all the rich people. It's not going to pay for their agenda. Ben Berkwam confronts Bernie Sanders outside the Capitol and Bernie Sanders says, well, he said, well, first, Ben says, well, who's going to pay for it? And Bernie Sanders says, you, <laughs> you. How is this not, how is this not a clip that's just making headlines? Bernie Sanders is going to admit, hey, the rich people, yeah, we're coming after you next. You middle class people. And I know Ben, he's not rich. Uh, I love Ben. He's middle class, middle class, for sure, for sure. Ben, ben Berkman was, hey, we're coming after your money. Bernie Sanders, listen to this. He's walking, and, and, and you hear his little aides, like, get away from here. He's, he's the senator's trying to get through here. Uh, and, but, but there was kind of a joke in the beginning. Sorry, sorry, the rich, sorry, sorry, man, we're gonna... But you are the rich, sorry, sorry. sir. We're trying to walk when you when are you, you actually going to start oh, taxing water, yourself? Girl. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie, Ben Burkham says, hey, uh, you are the rich. And <laughs> Bernie Sanders, tell my wife that. When when are you actually going to start taxing yourself? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. What what are you gonna What are you gonna do when you run out of other people's money? Well, hang on. He's he's the. What are you, what are you gonna do when you run out of other people's money? Ben Berkwam to Bernie Sanders. What are you going to do when you run out of other people's money? Without hesitation, points to Ben Berkwam and says, "We're going after you." Thank well, you. hang on. He's, he's the, you. what are you, uh, to me, to you. you're going to come to me. You're I know. The guy. That's I, exactly I'm right. I'm looking at you. You look like a man who has several so, trillions. We'll get it from you. Well, that's the problem. What do we do when we run mm. out? What do we do when we run out of money, Bernie? We'll get it from you. <laughs> you. You're driving your car? Does your, is your wallet, like, is your wallet, <laughs> I hate to say this, but is your wallet making your bottom uneven because it's got so much money? Like, is your wallet so fat that your bottom is like, you know, you got, I, I can't, we're a family show. I won't say it, but you got that much money in there. They're going to get it from you. I can't, I cannot listen. This is going to, this is going to be my top clip here of like the year. Run out of other people's money. Well, hang on. He's we'll he's the. To you. What are you uh, to me? We'll to you. You're gonna come to me. You're I know. The guy. That's I, exactly I'm right. I'm looking at you. You look like a man who has several so, trillions. We'll get it from you. Well, that's the problem. What do we do when we run out of the money? Yeah. Listen. America doesn't have an abundance of money, and Alan Autry made this point so eloquently on his program yesterday. He said, "Imagine." A field. Imagine a field. And you go and you pick it dry. And every year and you go and you pick it. 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 Eventually, you're not going to have anything left. It's not going to happen. You can't go and you can't pick a field 
down. You can't take out the entire roots. You go and you take everything. You can't do that. See, there's two, there, well, there's a lot of different viewpoints of America. The left has this opinion that America is so flush with, we're so rich here that we can afford anything. We can, it, listen, we can afford it. And it's all going to be on the backs of the rich. Two things are going to happen to the rich. They're going to leave <laughs> or they're going to hide more money or they're going to hire some darn good attorneys to make sure that they don't have to pay more money. Now, listen, I'll be honest with you. If I had the if I had money at my disposal, I would hire teams of attorneys to make sure I would have the most minimal tax liability. That's what everybody does every single tax season. You don't hire attorneys. I mean, you, you download a program, H&R Block, or you go to TurboTax, right? That's the goal. The left ought to scare you. They're coming after you. Uh, I also want to play this here because this is just good. Ben Burkholm caught up with uh, with <laughs> with Swalwell, Congressman Swalwell, uh, and Ben just puts it to him. Uh, ben, ben uh, this is great. Voted to impeach President. So he sees Eric Swalwell coming around the corner. Ben Burkholm uh, confronts him. Impeach President Trump over Russia collusion that you guys made up. Shouldn't having an affair with a Chinese spy disqualify you from being in office? Well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I love that. Hey, uh, listen, you wanted to impeach uh, Trump because of collusion. Dude, you slept with a Chinese spy. Uh, doesn't that disqualify you from office? Uh, Eric's, well, well, um, well technically, that, that, is not, that, is, that is not true. You from being in office? Well, that's not true, um, except that he did collude with Russia. So, but we know that that wasn't true. How compromised are you to China? And how compromised is Joe Biden to China? Like always, no answer. So, Ben is, oh, you know, before we go, I got to show you this one too. So here he is. Uh, Congresswoman? And this Congresswoman, Veronica Escobar. Are you, are you ever going to address the child trafficking that you have been supporting on the border? That's You've been supporting the cartels. If you support open borders, if you support open borders, you're supporting the cartels. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. You so, so ben Burkholm asked Congresswoman Veronica Escobar, hey, you're supporting human trafficking. She says you are a national security threat. See, asking questions is dangerous. And who said that? I think Nicki Minaj said asking questions is dangerous. When did asking questions become dangerous? And when did those that are asking the tough questions become national security threats? I don't get it. Well, I do get it. And uh, I hope you get it, too. All right. We'll be right back here on the best talk in town. Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. This is the Guillermo Moreno Show. On Talk Radio 1550 KXEX, here's Guillermo Moreno. And I am joined by the host of Kingdom Talk. This is a show that you have to listen to it. I listen to it every Saturday. 
when I'm in the car. And Dennis, you you do such a fantastic job. You have, I mean, you talk, you have literal newsmakers. Uh, you interview them, and just you you do such a great job. And you also talk about God's word, and it's it's so important and it's so needed right now, Dennis. Well, I appreciate it. It's such a privilege to be on uh, 1550 KXCX, best talk in town. You and, know it. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of fun, but we do definitely showcase different ministries locally here. But we really do want to speak to what's going on in Fresno and in Central California and beyond. Uh, like this Saturday, we're going to be uh, discussing how this uh, uh, governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, signed a bill. Uh, AB 1184, that allows children to hide sex operations and abortions from their parents, believe it or not. Oh, my gosh. How sick. You know, the thing is, where do we draw the line, Guillermo? I mean, at what point do we say enough is enough, and we we not only speak up, but we act up, and we say, you know what, we're not going to let this happen. So we we talk about that this Saturday and how what we can do and how we need to be vigilant to watch to see if we can actually find a case where this happens in Clovis or Fresno in either of the school districts. Because if we can get an actual case where a, a school official is taking a child from the school grounds without the parent's knowledge to have gender therapy and or operations without the parent knowing, we're going to move forward. I don't want to lay all our cards on the table, but... With Liberty School Watch and, and other agencies, we're going to take a stand on this. We're not going to let it happen. It's just hard. You ask, where do we draw the line? You know, conservatives, we, we, we've drawn the line. Uh, we just, we're not relevant. So our line isn't that deep in the sand. That's the problem. The, the, the problem is well, the, the Democrats are in charge and they're, they're just doing whatever they want. I mean, we tried to draw the line with the recall, but man, there was just nothing but elder abuse going on there. Well, yeah, the thing is, though, uh, what do we do? Where do we? At what point? I mean, if they show up in paddy wagons and haul our kids off to some sort of camp, I mean, when do we say we're, we're just flat out not going to let this happen? Uh, so, so you know, I've been attending uh, the school board meeting here in Clovis. Uh, we're, we're we're lining things up, potential legal action and things like that, to make sure that we're not silent. We want to. We don't want to look back in history. We don't want to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and have to give an answer for why. We did nothing while this kind of evil is being foisted upon our children. Amen to that. And, and Dennis, that's why you do such a great job. Again, Saturday. Again, Saturday, 12 noon, right? Yep. Saturday. 12 to 1 every Saturday. Yes, please join us. You can join us uh, also on uh, uh, YouTube and or you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and such. All right, Dennis, man, fantastic job. You'll be talking about it this Saturday, 12 you're not going to want to miss it as he talks about what is AB. I already forgot the numbers. It's AB 1184. AB 1184. AB 1184. Dennis, my good friend, thank you so much. Thank you, Guillermo. All right, so there you have it. You're not going to want to. You're not going to want to miss it. Kingdom Talk this Saturday. Well, don't miss any Kingdom Talk any Saturday, twelve to one. Uh, Dennis McCourt, Kingdom Talk. All right, let's get back to show where I play for you audio that you might have missed. And if, in case you weren't listening at the top of the hour, uh, I want to play for you audio from Ben Berkwam. Uh, you remember he had a show on our station, uh, fantastic uh, Christian, just just a great guy. Here he is with none other than Bernie Sanders. Hey, Bernie Sanders, um, where are you going to get all the money to pay for all this stuff, man? 
but you are the rich, sorry, sorry. sir. We're trying to watch. When when are you actually going to start taxing yourself? Yeah, I know. I know. What what are you gonna What are you gonna do when you run out of other people's money? Well, hang on. He's he's the. What are you to me? You're gonna come to me. That's exactly right. Yeah, there you go. Ben Berkwam asking Bernie Sanders, "Hey, we're gonna get all the money from. We're gonna we're gonna get it from you. You look like a man that has a lot of trillions of dollars." Yeah, Bernie Sanders thinks that. You and I, the middle class, we have trillions of dollars to pay for their agenda. We don't. All right, here's Ben Berkwam running into Congresswoman Veronica Escobar and uh, pretty much asked her, hey, you know your policies, you're helping human trafficking and you're helping uh, sex trafficking. Uh, what do you have to say about that? And she just goes off on Ben Berkwam saying Ben's the problem. Congresswoman, are you, are you ever going to address the child trafficking that you have been supporting on the border? That's You've been supporting lie. the cartels. If you that's support open lie. borders, really if you support true. open borders, you're supporting the cartels. The well, that's a lie. That's a lie. You supporting open borders is a national security threat. No, open borders is really dangerous to this country. Shame on you, ma'am. So isn't this, listen, isn't this interesting? And it's sad at the same time. He's asking her, hey, you ha- you support open borders, which is supporting cartels, which is supporting human trafficking at the Mexican-American uh, border, and I want you to address it. She says, that's a lie, and you are a security threat to the United States of America. So asking a question and being anti, anti-left and open borders somehow makes you a security threat to America. Reporting on the border? That's You've been supporting lie. the cartels. If you that's support open lie. borders, really if you support true. open borders, you're supporting the cartels. The well, that's a lie. You're, that's a- you're really dangerous and you're a national security threat. See, listeners, the left sees conservatives as insurrectionists. <laughs> they do. We, <coughs> I apologize. You and I, I might as well have been in January 6th because that's the way they see all of it. We're all, we're all national security threats. We were just asking questions. We are all national security threats. It's outrageous. All right, here Ben runs into Congressman Eric Swalwell. Uh, this is my favorite one. Hey, uh, you said Trump was colluding with the Russians. Dude, you you slept with a Chinese spy. What do you have to say about that, Eric? That's not true. To impeach President Trump over Russia collusion that you guys made up, shouldn't having an affair with a Chinese spy disqualify you from being in office? Well, that's not true, um, except that... So, well, we know that that wasn't. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but he did collude with Russia. It, it, oh, my gosh. Ben Berkham, fantastic job. Fantastic reporting. You can uh, you can watch Ben. Real America's voice. Real America's voice. Uh, such a great um, such a great patriot. Ben, we uh, we miss you here in the Central Valley. And I know by just saying the name Ben Berkham, I know a bunch of lefties right now are just like, oh, my gosh, we thought we would never hear from Ben. Uh, he's moved on to bigger and greater things. So congratulations. Don't forget, don't forget if you're a student or a college student, the Central California Leadership Summit will be happening this Saturday. This Saturday. All you got to do is visit the Facebook page or Instagram of Central Cali TPUSA. That's Central Cali TPUSA to make sure you are there this Saturday.